Can I ask you something? And answer this to yourself honestly. Do you sometimes feel like there's a version of you that you present to the world? With a smile and say, I'm good, thanks, how are you? Or when someone asks you how you're doing, you'll respond with saying, I'm okay. But really, deep down, there's a version of you that you keep to yourself that is struggling to find deep, soul-penetrating joy and happiness. You know there is something missing in your life, even though on the outside you have everything to be grateful for. If you have answered yes to any of that, then keep listening to this episode. You're listening to the Conscious Women podcast for the spiritually minded and conscious driven visionary woman who's ready to elevate her life, business or career. I'm your host, Suki Ko, mindset coach and meditation teacher. My goal in this show is to lead you into your inner world and for you to see the infinite potential within you to be, do and have anything that your heart desires. Think of this podcast as your weekly dose of mindset and spiritual development. Each week, I'll bring you coaching sessions, strategies, and guided meditations on how to do the inner work to discover your soul's purpose, find alignment with your authentic self, and get a mindset makeover so you can create a life you love. I truly believe that you can achieve anything you put your mind to. I'll be showing you how powerful you really are, how to face your fears, overcome obstacles, and most importantly, how to take action and stop playing small. Are you ready? Let's dive in. Hello beautiful souls and welcome back to another episode. So today's episode's been inspired by, well I actually had a memory come up in my phone and isn't it just great when you see those memories come up from a few years ago or last year when your iPhone brings up those past memories of either maybe a photo you've taken or Facebook is really good at doing this and bringing up past memories. So my episode today has been inspired by a past memory. In fact this exact week Eight years ago, that we're talking about 2014, I can't believe I'm saying eight years ago, I handed in my resignation from my full-time corporate job as a lawyer without knowing what I wanted to do with my life. And I didn't just do it on a whim or just get up one day and say to myself, oh, I'm going to hand my notice in today. And I didn't have another job to go to. I hadn't even looked at what it was that what other options there were for me or what I wanted to do in my life. There was a lot of deep stuff going on for me. And I asked myself a few questions. And the main thing was that I trusted my higher self and my intuition. I went with my gut, my gut feeling of what my soul was saying to me. Well, actually not even saying, it was screaming at me. And when I announced this, my resignation and my plans. Actually, I didn't even have any plans, but just when I announced it to my close friends and colleagues, and even then when I handed my resignation into my bosses, everyone thought I had gone mad. And you can probably say even that they thought I was having a midlife crisis. And some even put it down to the fact that it is my birthday week and that was the week that I turned 40. And yes, that probably did have something to contribute to how I was feeling and what I was thinking, but that wasn't the main reason. It wasn't because I'd just turned 40. 
There was so much deep stuff going on and I just couldn't continue living the life that I was living. So the question that I asked at the beginning of the episode, did you answer yes to that question? You know there is something missing in your life, even though on the outside you have everything to be grateful for. So I'm asking you again, just ponder on that for a moment. Or maybe you've reached a crossroads in your life and you're unsure of how to move forward in your life or your career. And you want to create that new vision for this phase of your life. Or maybe like me, you've reached a point in your life where you just can no longer continue living a life of unfulfillment, dissatisfaction, living for others and just feeling unappreciated. And I know so many women and have met so many women since I've handed in my resignation since 2014. So many women who are desperate to have meaning or purpose in their life. And they ask themselves this question. Is this it? Is this my life? Why am I here? And what should I be doing with my life? Because that's what I was asking myself secretly. So you might be climbing the corporate ladder, but losing your passion and constantly feeling stressed and dreading the day ahead every morning. Or when on a Sunday, preparing for work the following day and you're dreading that Monday morning and you secretly hate your job, but you don't say or do anything about it. If that's you, it's okay. It's okay to feel like that. There's nothing wrong with you. And you may be feeling burnt out and exhausted from constantly working long hours with no end in sight. And as a result, your well-being is compromised. I used to be so embarrassed, feeling all that what I have just spoken about. I thought there was something wrong with me for having these feelings, for when I should be grateful for everything that I have in my life. And that was the version of me that I would present to the world with a smile, and I would always say, I'm good, thanks, how are you? Putting on this hard, confident front with a big smile, but on the inside, I was truly crumbling. And there was that version of me that I kept to myself. I was secretly struggling to find that deep, soul-penetrating joy and happiness in my life. And you know what? I'm no longer embarrassed to admit it. I used to be, and it took me quite a few years to get over this. Yes, I've been frustrated and dissatisfied with my career and have pivoted more than once in the last eight years. I started my business, I went back to corporate. I started my business, I went back to corporate. I started my business again, but went back to corporate. And so unhappy in everything that I did when I went back. And I've also been in a marriage that didn't work. I got a divorce. I repressed myself so much that it manifested in so many physical symptoms. And I was too ashamed to admit all of this and looking at people around me who were probably worse off. So I just numbed my feelings. I used to bury myself in hard work, trying to climb the corporate ladder and having the belief that with hard work came success and that success only comes with hard work working all those long hours with no end in sight was just normal for being a lawyer because that's what came with being a lawyer. Then at the end of the day, I would just go home exhausted and too tired to do anything, waiting for the weekend to finally come and save me. 
and then the weekends would just whiz by and be full of all those obligations and expectations you would have to fill for everyone else in your life and all the chores you would have to do. And before you know it, you haven't had that rest and rejuvenation. And that Monday morning alarm, that dreaded alarm goes off on a Monday morning. And I would press that snooze button more than once, pull the covers back over my head and just be like, oh, I don't want to go to work. I don't want to have another week like this again. Just repeat and rinse, repeat and rinse. But I did it. I dragged myself out of bed. And I probably appeared happy to everyone else because I wore that smile on my face and I said I was good. I would ask people how they were and they would say I'm good. And I was doing my best to achieve that traditional success in life. And to some extent, from the outside in, it looked like I had everything to be happy for. A lucrative career as a lawyer, married, but now divorced. I have my two sons. I owned my own home. I went wherever I wanted to go on holiday. I travelled the world and brought myself whatever I wanted to buy. But all those things just brought short-term contentment and the ache and the hollowness that I would feel in my soul only grew bigger and bigger, no matter what my life appeared to be. I did. I secretly felt alone. And that's why I didn't share it. I just looked at everyone else And they all seemed to have their lives figured out. They found happiness, a clear path. And here I was just trying to keep a little bit of happiness and just working harder and saying to myself, if I just work a little bit harder, I'll find success. And yes, the big audacious goal and vision that I had for my career as a lawyer was to one day become partner. But with that came a lot of sacrifice, long, long hours and big billing hours. So consistently having to bring that stream of clients in and exceeding your targets. And this would sometimes be hard to reach in such a competitive industry. So I just continued to battle with it. I just kept working harder to find that happiness, to find the success, chase success and chase that vision of becoming a partner of the firm I worked for. And I was just ticking all the traditional boxes of success but it was not doing anything for me. Well, not in a meaningful way anyway. I didn't tell anyone how I truly felt inside because I was really embarrassed. I just thought I was the only one feeling this way. I was just someone who just actually didn't have it all together inside. And I thought everyone else did. And I was just getting more and more frustrated with myself because I had everything to be grateful for. Why couldn't I just be happy with the life that I already have? And I just secretly knew that I wanted more. And I just had that feeling of emptiness, something that was missing, that I was meant for more, more meaning, more purpose, more impact I wanted to make in the world. And yes, I wanted more abundance, even though I had a great job as a lawyer. So that is why in March 2014, this exact week, eight years ago, I handed in my resignation from my corporate job as a lawyer not knowing what I wanted to do with my life and had no other job lined up or any other plan. And a lot has happened in the eight years. I have been on a roller coaster of emotions, had a lot of experiences, both bad and absolutely amazing, and really questioned the 
industry and societal norms that everyone has the expectation for. But now I know that I have found my happy place and I have been the happiest I have ever been in my life and go to sleep every night and wake up every morning full of gratitude for all the experiences that I've had in my life and for all the things that I have. And now when people ask me, and I truly say it with a smile, and not just with a fake smile on my face on the outside, I now authentically and with integrity let my soul say yes, I'm good or I'm okay. And I'm finally living that soul aligned life and being true to myself. Fast forwarding those eight years, today I'm running my own business and having connected with so many women I now realise that just how not alone I was actually feeling back then, feeling unfulfilled and knowing that you're meant for something more, something bigger, was not just unique for me. And I honestly thought there was something wrong with me. Why could I just not be happy with what I had? And I know there are so many women out there suffering in silence. So now it's your turn and I'm asking you, and that is the reason I named this episode the top five lies or beliefs that are holding you back. Because after working with so many women, these are the five common beliefs or lies that I see women telling themselves or that hold them back. So number one is, I'm not blank enough. So fill in the blank. I'm not blank, whatever that is for you, enough. So you can fill the blank in with, I'm not good enough, I'm not educated enough, I'm not confident enough, I'm not pretty enough or maybe thin or talented, rich, connected, experienced. What's that blank word that you're going to fit into? I'm not blank enough. And remember, it's just a belief. What is a belief? A belief is not a fact. And if you look at the word belief and break it down in its spelling, B-E-L-I-E-F. What does the middle of the word actually say? Lie. L-I-E. Yeah, we're telling ourselves so many lies and believing you're not enough. But that's false. You are a divine creation of the same source that created this universe our amazing universe, our planets, our stars, the spectacular sunsets and sunrises, the breathtaking mountains, the turquoise oceans. You are so powerful, as powerful as all these things I just described, and powerful beyond measure. Only thing that is stopping you from seeing that is your ego separating you from your truth, your pure soul self. And now moving on to the second lie I hear so much is, I don't have the money to even think about leaving my job or career. I always find this one to be a big one. Even though you may hate your job, you're no longer in love with it, but you just need to focus on making more money first, saving more money to maybe pay off all your debts or to have a big savings account and then you say to yourself once I have that or once I've paid my mortgage off or once I've paid all my loans off and I have so much savings then I can explore other options. So saying to yourself all the time first I have to do this then I can have that. 
and no one is telling you to leave your job overnight. There is a transition period. There is an exit strategy. There's so much you need to think about before you just hand in your notice. And I spent 18 months in transition mode when I left my full-time employment. I took on a role as a consultant lawyer and worked the hours that I then chose to work. I would work really hard the first couple of weeks of the month just to make sure that I had made the money that I needed so that I could then give myself that time, free up some space to do other things that I so wanted to do. And then there was days where I chose not to work or maybe sometimes even two, three, four days in the week. Sometimes I chose not to work and I started setting up my business, going to seminars, delving into personal development and I traveled loads and finally gave myself that time to invest in myself. I also invested in mentors and teachers and coaches. Yes, I put quite a lot of things on my credit card, which I probably wasn't so proud of doing, but I didn't call it debt because the investment that I made and where those mentors and coaches have taken my life, it is the best investment that I ever made. So let's move on to line number three, and that is... I don't have the time right now. You'd be surprised just how time expands when you're working on something that you love, something that you're passionate about and something that's aligned with your soul. And someone once said to me, if it's so important to you, you'll find a way. If not, you'll find an excuse. And that's been very true. That was one of the excuses I used so much. I don't have the time or I'll do this another time. But there's one exercise I'd like you to do when you finish listening to today's episode. And you can do it at any time. So I just want you to monitor for a whole week how you're spending your time. From the minute you get up to when you go to sleep. Just look at what it is that you're doing the whole day. Write it down and see what the pattern is. I just want you to be consciously aware of this. And also the main thing we're looking at is our phones. How much time are we spending on our phones? How many times in a day do you pick it up? How many times in a day do you scroll through the meaningless, time-wasting social media? And you can even switch on. Um, I think it's called screen time. Not sure how you turn it on, but I have it on my iPhone. And sometimes I'll have a notification come up and I'm shocked at how many hours sometimes I have used screen time. And when that percentage goes up, it really does open your eyes. So yeah, just monitor yourself for a week, maybe have a journal or write it in your notes on your phone and just do that exercise of monitoring everything you're doing from morning till night on how many hours you're spending on each task or activity you do throughout that week. And I have a great tip for you. I don't know if you've heard about Parkinson's law, but if you haven't, Google it. Parkinson's law in summary, or what it basically is, is that the idea that work expands to fill the time allocated for its completion. And there are a lot of people who use their time wisely and are organized, but some of us will just take that much longer, longer than necessary to complete a task because we just procrastinate and we may have like a week to do it or even longer. And most of the time we will just complete that task right before the due date. And you may look at something and think this is going to take so many hours to do. And in fact, when we do use that focus, it takes such a shorter period of time. 
but most of the time we are so distracted and we just stretch out how long something should actually be taking us. I do it so much. And one thing that I do now, if I want to really focus on something and get something done quickly, I'll just put my phone on aeroplane mode or put it in another room or put it on charge downstairs or upstairs, depending where I am. So do that exercise. It's a real eye opener. I promise you, you'll realize so much about you that you didn't even realize you were doing unconsciously. So moving on to line number four, we say to ourselves, it is selfish, ungrateful or greedy and it's shallow of me to desire anything more than what I already have in my life. Eek, this was a big one for me. I used to say it to myself all the time. Why can't I just be grateful for what I have? I should be happy with the life that I have. There are so many more people out there that are worse off than me. But how about flipping that lie? What about this? The more you have, the more you can give to others. Two of the things that we mostly want in our lives is time and money. So the more time you have and the more money you have, the more time and money you can give to others. And this could be opportunities for your kids. This could be extra special care for your parents. All those bucket list experiences, kind and thoughtful gifts for your loved ones and your friends. Maybe donating to causes that are powerful and meaningful to your heart. And I'm sure if you have children, you want them to have everything. You want them to have a good start in life. So remember that one. The more you have, the more you can give to others. So it's not selfish and you're not ungrateful and you're not greedy for wanting more. So moving on to the final lie, number five, and that is, there's nothing special about me that I could use to help other people with. So for example, you may say to yourselves, I don't have that degree or any formal training Or there's a certain course that I'm going to have to do or take before I can do this thing that I want to do. And most of the time we just tell ourselves that, oh, I can't do this because I don't have the education or I'm not clever enough. or I don't have the confidence to do that, etc, etc. There is so many lies. But what if I told you that sometimes it's only life experiences that is all you need And not the fancy degrees or qualifications or big money. So they were the top five that I would say, working with all the women that I work with and just listening to what women say. These are the five biggies. So let me just quickly summarize those for you and see if any resonate with you. So number one was, I'm not fill in the blank enough. Number two, I don't have the money to even think about leaving my job or my career. Number three, I don't have the time right now. Number four, it is selfish, ungrateful, greedy or shallow of me to desire anything more than what I already have. And number five, there is nothing special about me that I could use to help other people. Now ask yourself, have you been carrying around number one, number two, number three, number four, or number five of these lies, in the back of your mind or secretly within yourself. Or maybe you've got more than one, or maybe even have all five. I know I had all five. So how long have you been secretly carrying these lies around in your mind? And what has it cost you up until now? 
How much time are you wasting? Our time is the most precious asset in our life. And you know, life really is too short. You don't know when your time is going to be up. We all live with this lie that we tell ourselves that, you know what, I'm going to grow old. And when I grow old, then I'm going to do this. We plan so much for our retirement. And you say to yourselves, when I retire, when I get older, I'll be able to do all those things. But just pause for a moment. What if you didn't reach retirement age? So before I end today's episode, I just want you to ponder on this for a while after the episode ends. Or perhaps if you have five minutes, just sit down and do some journaling thoughts on this. What is one step that you can take today to make even the slightest, smallest piece of action to make that one small change in your life? That small step that will lead to the next and then the next. You know, you don't have to see the whole staircase. You only have to see and take one step at a time. Do something for yourself today. Look at those five lies and ask yourself if you're asking or saying any of those. And next week, you do not want to miss next week's episode because I don't think I have told my full story from start to finish. And you've probably heard snippets of information along the way. So this episode is for every woman who's not where she thought she would be in life. It's a must listen, so make sure you tune in next week. Okay, my lovelies, I will see you next week. Have a great rest of the week, whatever you're doing, and I will see you next time. Bye.